Hello, welcome back to another double episode of Black Girl Couch Reviews of Rick and Morty Season 4, Episodes 6 and 7. The first Never Ricking Morty was written by Jeff Loveness, directed by Erica Hayes. Before we do jump into the recap, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Apple, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback on more Rick and Morty, or any other show that I do, blackercouch at gmail.com. I like this episode, even though I will say, as smart as I am, sometimes things, they they kind of go over my head. And <laughs> the, the witty banter may not have hit on every level, but I was starting to get it a little bit more at the end. So... Yeah, it was a good episode, but I think I need several rewatches to appreciate it fully. So I gave it an 8.9 out of 10. I was getting some of the jokes. I love the ending. Nobody's out there shopping with this fucking virus. (laughs) It very much spoke to a lot of 2020. Uh, where people were doing a lot of consuming particularly online or television because reality need to escape reality because it was sucking so there's there's a lot that came together towards the end that wasn't quite as clear in the beginning it begins with a man on a train everyone continues to tell flashback stories of why they want to kill rick sanchez first it's at the bar he doesn't understand this guy because he says he comes from a kingdom (laughs) and it's a little weird at first because i had the same confusion of what was going on then he meets up with a woman who also seems to be freaked out about why everyone is wanting flashback stories of rick turns out this is rick and morty in disguises and morty does say something that's (laughs) pretty relevant you made our disguises why would you know it's not me he over there playing playing with his fake titties when life gives you lemons you squeeze them like some titties bitch rick explains they are on a train a story train and worse it is a literal story device for an anthology episode and they keep saying we could just go back to interdimensional cable if we wanted to do a one-off they're met by the ticket master who is ripped so much so that they call him a cum a cum gutter what what the fuck they get their ass kicked and apparently when you are outside of the field of the story train you have alternate story arcs going on the connection here being there's alternate realities of course where things could be different it turns out this guy was playing a game lost touch with reality and then his reality uh his world started to blur 
So when they kill him, his half of his body is on the train, the other half is whirling around, and so that becomes a thread. <laughs> a continuation thread of a story. So stupid him oozing blood all over the place. Especially with his family. I don't know why I found that hilarious. Some officers come in and they're like, is that the tickets guy? Just the stub. Too soon, too soon. But they're actually watching a a video and this was dragging reactors who watch people reacting to things <laughs> why you gotta out me like that i'm a thought i'll own it i'm not ashamed of course he gets the nitrogen nitrogen that he needs so that when they shoot at him it's an explosion and they get away and they show up out of nowhere in that story and that's when he makes the joke you don't know the half of it <laughs> maybe we should just relax and enjoy this ride the the floating blood man for three months hilarious then they get to another level where they need to pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> I hated y'all for this because it was too funny. You had to come up with a story involving women that's not about a man. And Morty has to come up with the story. <laughs> He's not very good at stories. So it is him or his sister and his mom they have their their periods which make them strong <laughs> so they defeat some scorpions that are also female and get a call from that supreme court woman <laughs> to celebrate we did it we did it we did it yay r.i.p ruth ginsburg I can be all pro-female and still find this hilarious because I don't own all y'all bitches. <laughs> Some have taken it to a whole nother level and that's what I call white feminism. <laughs> so them dragging that was all of the things for me. So that's when I started to actually put pieces of it together. Like, oh, multiple realities. Nothing outside is canon. <laughs> but you can't make that arrogant statement because you don't know. You know, we think we know everything. We think we know all of what is to be learned in this large universe. But technically, we're all just the authors of our own story. And we all know through time there's some pretty selective narratives out there <laughs> on even what actually happened and things we could actually prove what makes rick and morty unique is their broad appeal markability and relatability as they finally confront the story lord who's like i'm not surprised it's you not surprised at all and he tells them that he wants to steal their originality so that he can break the fifth wall.
you serious everybody is ripped i love the joke in that because that is very much in every movie television show it's all about the man being ripped as fuck and his sex appeal they're like i don't even want to fight him i give up we surrender <laughs> he still whoops they ass morty thinks he's uh a vet like every time that they're out of it or they might be blending into their other reality something ha- convenient is happening to explain that away they're doing some construction upstairs so i'll try to get some of that out of here but there are parts that i'm pretty sure are gonna leak in there are several realities one in which one in which of course there's the president morty with all the rick sanchez as his bitches plus the gazorpazorps as well as some other sith lord looking motherfucker then there's the whole musical with him and birdman there's tammy and the revenge kind of feels like a star wars type of thing to be frank they even brought back the call back to abe lamb hitler abram hitler something like that (laughs) abe linkler i think that's correct and the kid like yeah we're not dead but we need your help and morty's like is that possible well it could have (laughs) been it was nice to see some of the old characters that we hadn't seen being brought back rick comes up with the perfect story stall anti-climax ever which is accepting lord and jesus into your life as your savior (laughs) and sending story lord in every writer's hell which is the bible because despite morty being like i don't want to take cheap shots he's like how's that a cheap shot i just had jesus christ save the entire episode tell me what's wrong with that uh the whole idea though is whatever story you choose to believe in or tell whatever the fact there's nothing worse and more critical than the story that we tell ourselves there's something to that effect I was just caught up in the cum gutter. I don't think I've ever. I'm gonna start using it, but I don't think. And then there's the the other reveal, which is Rick being so proud of Morty for consuming buying a train. That and he also bought it from the Citadel of Rick's story train. <laughs> I love this. Always comes back to Rick at some in some way and thus as they realize the control panel is a fake they realize that they themselves are in a story train model train operating in the smith household rick is given a kiss (laughs) it's like you kiss me on the mouth some cultures do that which is very true and when jesus is told that there's a yah and a way he decides to break the toy and now rick is like oh i'm sorry no or morty's like i'm sorry rick is like you need to go buy another one because nobody's out there shopping with this fucking virus pretty much just reduced humans particularly americans down to a very common story 
which is our need to consume fucking everything <laughs> so some some meta meta commentary um i'm glad that we got there but it was a little bit of a journey we do get the post credit scene where we get the toy commercial for the citadel of rick's story train which is hysterical and that leaves us and leads us into episode seven promortius written by jeff loveness once again and directed by brian newton i love me some aliens it's one of my favorite series so of course i was hella into this episode i gave it a 9.6 out of 10 i liked all of the commentary i felt like i picked up on it a lot more than i did what was happening in episode six we start with rick and morty on a planet being mind controlled by face huggers called the glorzo Morty is able to snag away from his and that catches the attention of rick who is able to murder his in morty's even though it takes the extra bullet later on and they find out that they have been taken over the last thing they remember is looking at a wet egg and he's like i told you not to to look at that wet egg (laughs) he's like you can't lecture me i've seen your Pornhub account your browser history why are you looking at your grandson's browser history but for him to be like why would anyone make a Pornhub account and he had a pretty legitimate reason like the algorithm picks up what you like and then if you're in a relationship you know you can check out each other's kinks he's like okay i got it i'm sold (laughs) so they need to make their way off of this planet rick doesn't think it's going to be pretty hard but he realized they're far more sophisticated than he realized they try to trick their way out by putting the dead parasites over their face using tape (laughs) and despite being parasites they actually have their own autonomy which is an interesting twist on the whole thing and they are forced after well rick is taken or not rick morty is considered someone of high import whereas rick is considered someone that everyone can't stand he's taken to where their ship is they've used this new technology to advance their society and now they intend on you know taking things to the next level and morty's like well i want you to just quit this he's like yeah well you could have told me that before we spent a whole day doing this he's like well excuse me for you doing your fucking job for 24 hours <laughs> then his face hugger comes off and they are outed so they have to fight their way off the planet and they are causing massive destruction trying to escape they're like no guilt just like in star wars go nuts because that's exactly how many people fantasize war is instead of the reality that it truly the chaos and carnage that you live behind it's not a fucking video game this is people and lives and then the follow-up commentary it's like popping bubble wrap it it feels good to destroy everything 
Morty is like, just let me in when you're feeling this stress because Rick feels good about doing all this murder. They then approach the towers and they're like, we're not gonna, that's a cheap shot. We're not gonna do that. I like that idea of, well, war is war, but yeah, the towers, that was a cheap shot. Pearl Harbor, well, then that's fair game in the game of war. (laughs) And they bomb it. And Rick makes the following comment. Oh shit, you messing with the deer? The god deer? I'm about to fuck all you up. But I think Morty took it when he said should have been a better species. <laughs> Over breakfast, they're telling Beth and Oh, I I even forgot his name. Jerry about their adventure and they're a little appalled like why would you do a Pearl Harbor? They're like totally proud of themselves and then they're like, well, why were either an option and rick says ask the saudis if my answers frighten you vincent then you should cease asking scary questions that's when they realized they forgot summer and i laughed that they took their pancakes with them half eaten like this shit is good and i'm not leaving it behind the funny thing is you never come back to see the destruction left behind and unfortunately seeing what they did they kind of feel a little guilty then when they are recognized for their treachery and everyone is attacking them brick says initiate unnecessary badass suit (laughs) but even rescue missions are another excuse to be violent probably something to do with soldiers and drugs as he mentions am i taking too much adderall or too little Adderall I don't know what Adderall is or I've never I know what it is I heard of it but I'm thinking about all that meth and cocaine we was giving folks in those previous wars showing up to rescue a woman who don't need rescuing I'm sure there's some feminist thought in that but Summer's like you don't know my my history my struggle I'm just trying to listen to a podcast i love rick's statement let's pretend podcasts listening to podcasts are not boring i don't think they're all boring but i get what you mean (laughs) like some of those self-help ones i'm like no 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 women never being listened to as she's saying you know why are you guys like every time she opens her mouth and it's like fuck you we don't care about you we don't even want you here and then she's trying to caution them and they don't listen to her that just makes them react even harsher like like even rick morty who's like rick i don't think you should look at this squishy looking egg he's like i really am into this egg and he's like yeah i am too and the generational thinking that they explore in this episode as the newly face huggers after because she's got a toothpick in her mouth after three times of avoiding being face hugged they consider her a god and then you have one of the oldest that was alive for like 49 minutes or something to that effect or 49 days and he's trying to to tell the youth how how uh how you should be like just take the toothpick out of her mouth simple and you will get her face hugged but he dies and the other one that was trying to make sense also dies so it's left up to that generation to come up with their own idea 
of what is right wrong so on and so forth so the younger generation wanting to shake shit up instead of just living for a short period of time and producing kids and dying like maybe let's try that and they also choose a woman to do that i like rick becoming disillusioned and starts anti-movements against what's happening from his one room apartment (laughs) and he's so shamed by it wanting to go back to the way that it used to be because things are progressing too rapidly for them while summer brings in peace as only a woman can morty however is not morty he's steve and she wants her brother back even though steve has become her number one supporter and now that life is about living they want to spread their civilization and their rhetoric across everywhere and that is a problem well it it's not they were not bad people but it's funny how you can make the enemy be your enemy you convince themselves that they're bad people steve is replaced by someone younger and then goes to team up with rick or whoever this other guy is supposed to be so when you're on the outs that's when all of a sudden you want to go join forces with the other person that's on the outs so always distillation people uh end up in the same tags together did we need to get the incest steve and whomever yuck with them kissing (laughs) but the message is evolution is being whomever the fuck you want and just as they are starting their new lives they die goodbye my lover goodbye my friend done in typical rick and morty fashion there's a lot of philosophical in there you know just when you get wise enough to understand what it's all about it's too late they were captured by summer and her guards when she's alone with them is when she told them the story and then she's like what the fuck took you so long they're like it's not like you were suffering and they or she says she has a plan and she executes them and then someone else very clearly sees through what they're trying to do so that's when rick uses after noticing that that morty's horrible harmonica playing makes everyone uh do what was before which is shit out their eggs and die So they're like uh i don't know why you would get rid of us we were good people and they're like well we thought you were bad and they kind of feel bad but they're told to get the fuck out just fuck off even when they try to help they're just like you're still the worst the one guy one face hugger who inherited the earth is like i'm not cleaning this shit up (laughs) and kills himself because no one wants to handle the mess that is society as a whole and the lesson is we suck and everyone else sucks too so just take it easy and riff (laughs) and then you have commercials that are like do you have alzheimer's do you suffer from alzheimer's do you suffer from this thing that it's also alzheimer's yeah the commercials nowadays i'm that's why i don't watch them i turn them all off because i don't know what the fuck is up with the ads but they're all telling you you're losing your mind both rick and morty get pains in their stomach (laughs) and the funniest line is when rick is like beth say goodbye to your little boy (laughs) 
think they're about to shit out an egg. They're about to die hatching an egg, but they just both take a shit. She's like, that is disgusting. Clean that shit up. There is a post credit scene, and this is so much a commentary on the youth of young women. They are trying to fuck old men, and that is very true. Like, uh, I want to have sex with your dad because, you know, I'm missing out on something in my life. Oh, what's that? What's what's going on with that? That's a very topical, topical trend. I clearly like one episode over the other, but they still were really, really good, strong uh, episodes for this season. I've been liking it thus far. We do have feedback from first time watcher as well, Shy. So let's hear what she thinks about these last two episodes. Christina is me shy. I am here to give my feedback for Rick and Morty season four episodes six and seven. I'm happy to say I enjoyed these two episodes a lot more than the last two, even though <laughs> episode six, I mean, seven too, but more six and seven um, gave that inception vibe again. I'm not going to lie. I was confused as hell. For most of this episode, um, unlike the other time they went this route, like the, I think the other one was like a dream within a dream or something. This was a story within a story. Um, and we learn about Story Lord that he needed. I'm thinking that he needed um, Rick and Morty's uh, imagination to write a story or get stories out. I'm not quite sure. I was really confused. Then we have the bloody ticket master guy that was (laughs) cut in half. And then he was in the real world spraying blood all over. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to act like I understood what the hell was going on in this episode because, yeah, um, there were some funny moments. Uh, this <laughs> stupid story that um, Morty made up <laughs> with Beth and Summer um, when uh, Rick was telling him he needs to uh, tell a story about two females. And the be- that was the best he could come up with. I was like, really? <laughs> but of course, he's 14. So what do you expect? That's a... <laughs> Um, and then we got the, you know, then using the Bible as this the story to break the whole thing. Like nobody wants to watch stories about the Bible um, and and how Jesus saved them. And it was just really crazy. And then um, the cum gutter, they were referring to everyone's abs. I've never heard of this phrase before. So I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah i i don't have too much to say about this one because like i said i spent most of it like trying to figure out what the hell was going on and why everything was happening the way it was happening um episode seven was a little bit more cut and dry in regards to uh what was going on um glorzo they were on some planet that they the the species attaches onto the host's face and lay eggs 
and they keep reproducing every 30 minutes and then summer gets there and changes you know i love how they be going to these different worlds and then they end up becoming the leaders <laughs> so i think every season we've had a version of that um so this time summer uh ended up because she had this toothpick <laughs> the things couldn't the glorzos is that what they were called or is that what the the, the um planet was called anyway um couldn't stick on to her face and then of course she ends up being she makes a suggestion and they're like yeah why do we have to die every 30 minutes and uh that changes things the world grows and all that stuff um well yeah rick and morty were just cracking me up uh with the um whole yeah let's not let's uh not 9 11 this but let's but we're good with pearl harbor like really <laughs> um and so yeah then we find out that i mean of course we didn't know that at the beginning that summer was the i guess queen bee so to speak behind it all but we get that backstory of how rick and morty can't we we got the the end of what happened in the beginning and then we got the backstory as to how that they got to that point um i just thought that was funny um and of course some of the of course some of the phrases uh that they talk about like i uh, couldn't help but you know think of when they were talking about pretend podcasting uh pretend podcasting is boring <laughs> something like that i think that's what um rick said um but yeah it was i'm not gonna lie this one was gross with them you know laying eggs in exploding i was like ugh it was a little bit much and then we got the harmonica i guess that like um accelerates the process um but yeah the the end scene with um rick and, <laughs> and morty thinking that they're about to lay an egg that it finally caught up to them only to um take for both of them to take a shit on the floor and then of course bad that's what's so casual about it that's always what cracks me up about this show is how casual they are about these crazy things that be going on um he's she's like well you better pick it up <laughs> so that was funny um the end credit scene uh i forget the first one for episode six but yeah the other one was creepy with her friend admiring uh jerry and his beekeeping i'm um, like I, I was cracking up because i'm like I, I had a feeling where this was going and beth beth summer was like you know not saying anything like hoping she would shut the hell up but she kept going on with it and so um but yeah um fun fun episodes uh like i said i really I mean, more tried to figure out six and um, it had his funny moments um, more so than seven uh, because uh, those Inception type episodes always are mind benders. But that's all I have for this. These two um, back to enjoying. I'm so happy. Um, I don't even know. Um, Sometimes I want to go back and watch these other two episodes, the previous two, just to make sure that it wasn't just the mood that I was in um, at the time that was kind of coloring my my viewing pleasure. So, but that's all I got. Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. Thank you, Queen Chai, for your thoughts on the episode. I'm glad you enjoyed these uh, better than the predecessors. 
I think that what Rick and Morty in that first episode was getting down to is originality. There's something special about originality and that can't be under underestimated or underscored. Uh, I like the shot when Morty said, what are they teaching you kids in school? Because they don't seem to teach them very basic concepts of things like what the Bechdel test is. Uh, and the only other thing I have is um, the last part with them taking the poop. That was funny. But I like Beth being like, uh, basically, I don't care what crazy shit is going on in the world. Just keep me in the loop. I think that's most parents nowadays. <laughs> or at least uh, those rather accepting type of parents. I say that to my daughter all the time. And then she keeps me all the fucking way in the loop. And like a little too much in the loop. I'm like, damn, can you keep some secrets to yourself? Some things I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> but I get it all. It's better than nothing. So I'm not going to complain too hard. Uh, that is going to conclude the end of this podcast. Once again, blackercouch at gmail.com if you want to leave some feedback. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.